Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number three of Elevate. I can't believe that it's already been three episodes, but I am still so excited about this. So today we're going to be talking about mindfulness, um, especially when it comes to eating and going through your daily habits, how to bring more mindfulness into your life so you can be present no matter what you're doing. So I said before that one of the first things that I tell clients to do when they're starting out uh, with their healthy lifestyle, with their healthy routine is meditation. It's very important that you start a meditation practice so you can get to know yourself, so you can ground into yourself. But how exactly do you go about doing that? Uh, I really love how Eckhart Tolle put it in a new earth. I cannot improve upon how he puts it. So I am actually going to read an excerpt from his book, A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. This is page 52 and 53. If you have the book, the rest of the chapter is excellent. The rest of the book is excellent. It's one of the best books out there. It's one of those life-changing books that I recommend highly that everyone should read, no matter who you are, no matter what path of life you're from. It is definitely the most influential book that I have ever read. I, I love it. So this is what he says about inner body awareness. He says, although body identification is one of the most basic forms of ego, the good news is that it also is the one that you can most easily go beyond. This is done not by trying to convince yourself that you are not your body, but by shifting your awareness from the external form of your body and from the thoughts about your body, beautiful, ugly, strong, weak, to fat, to thin, to the feeling of aliveness inside it. No matter what your body's appearance is on the outer level, beyond the outer form is an intensely alive energy field. If you are not familiar with inner body awareness, close your eyes for a moment and find out if there is life inside your hands. Don't ask your mind. It will say, I can't feel anything. Probably it will also say, give me something more interesting to think about. So instead of asking your mind, go to the hands directly. By this, I mean become aware of the subtle feeling of aliveness inside them. It is there. You just have to go there with your attention to notice it. You may get a slight tingling sensation at first, then a feeling of energy or aliveness. If you hold your attention in your hands for a while, the sense of aliveness will intensify. Some people won't even have to close their eyes. They will be able to feel their inner hands at the same time as they read this. Then go to your feet. Keep your attention there for a minute or so and begin to feel your hands and feet at the same time. Then incorporate other parts of the body, legs, arms, abdomen, chest, and so on into that feeling until you are aware of the inner body as a global sense of aliveness. What I call the inner body isn't really the body anymore, but life energy, the bridge between form and formless. Make it a habit to fill the inner body as often as you can. After a while, you won't need to close your eyes anymore to fill it. For example, see if you can fill the inner body whenever you listen to someone. 
It almost seems like a paradox. When you are in touch with the inner body, you're not identified with your body anymore, nor are you identified with your mind. This is to say you're no longer identified with form, but moving away from form identification towards formlessness, which we may also call being. It is your essence identity. Body awareness not only anchors you in the present moment, it is a doorway out of the prison that is the ego. It also strengthens the immune system and the body's ability to heal itself. So that's very powerful. So you can see how inner body awareness is essential to having and maintaining a healthy lifestyle. It's important for every aspect of life, I think, can help you with everything, literally. And shifting over to an Ayurvedic perspective, I was reading in one of Dr. Vasant Laud's books one time, something that I highlighted quite a bit, (laughs) have like every paragraph in this chapter highlighted, but that, that aliveness, that energetic feeling from your body is actually what it's actually what in Ayurveda is known as prana. And Dr. Laud in his book says that motionless prana is pure awareness. When you go beyond the mind and start to feel the aliveness in your body, in other people, in the world in general, you start to feel the connection between you and the whole universe. That is pure awareness is going beyond form. So it's really interesting. Um, He also goes on to mention that there's a flow of prana from that pure awareness, which is the motionless prana, all the way to emotions. So let me read something from Dr. Laud's book. He says that prana is the movement of mind, thoughts, feelings, emotions, sensation, and perception. When prana is motionless, it becomes blissful awareness. So awareness becomes perception, perception becomes sensation, and sensation becomes feelings. Then thoughts arise and feelings become emotions. This is the natural order. Motionless prana is pure awareness. The moment prana moves in a particular direction, awareness becomes attention and attention becomes perception. Through perception, prana creates sensation through which one senses the object of perception. Then sensation becomes feelings and feelings create emotion. Therefore, emotion is the reaction to the flow of prana and all emotions come from memory. You think goes on to say, mind is a flow of thoughts. If thoughts bring fear, the mind becomes fear. If thoughts breed anger, the mind becomes anger. If there is positive thinking, the mind becomes positive. If there is negative thinking, the mind becomes negative. Changing thoughts is changing the mind. By improving thinking, one will improve the mind and improvement of mind is improvement of person. As the thought, so the mind, and as the mind, so the person. Thought is intention. With right thinking, positive thinking, one has right intention. And right intention is right attention. According to modern medicine, thought is a biochemical vehicle. But according to Ayurveda, thought is a vibration of prana. 
When prana is motionless, absolutely still, it is pure choiceless awareness. Choice is vibration and movement. Therefore, choice becomes desire and desire causes one to choose. In this way, prana becomes mind. So you can see how meditation, awareness of your thoughts and your mind, what's going on in your mind are key to pretty much everything, right? We think about everything that we see. And whatever you think about, you become. If you think anything that changes the vibration of your inner body, if you think nothing but negative bad thoughts, then you're going to be overcome with negativity. If you think about positive, uplifting, motivational things, then you're going to be positive and motivated. And you can really bring that into the way that you eat. Stopping in the morning to meditate for 5, 10, 15, even 20 minutes, you can really check in with your body in the morning and determine what it needs for the day. If you say, oh, well, I'm not going to work out today because I'm tired, but it's really your mind just telling you not to work out because, you know, you don't want to then you can really start to tune in. Is your body actually tired? Is it, is it literally in need of rest? Or are you listening to the negative stories in your mind that your mind is telling you? Do you really need that extra slice of pizza or that extra scoop of ice cream? Pretty soon after a strong, after you develop a strong practice, you will start to understand what your body needs on a daily basis. And you can bring that mindfulness and that presence into any of your daily activities to be more mindful and present with other people, with yourself, with your work. But especially when it comes to eating, if you are mindful of what your body needs for the day and you have cultivated that deep awareness of your own body, then you will be able to make honest decisions about what your body needs. Does your body really need that extra slice of pizza or does it need to eat some healthy leafy greens instead? Of course, I'm not saying that pizza is bad. I love pizza, but do you really need to eat the whole thing or do you really need to take your time, be present with your food enjoy it to the fullest extent possible, and only eat one or two slices of it. And you'll find that when you are present with your food and you enjoy every aspect of it and you slow down and become very present with it, you will definitely not just mindlessly eat your food in front of the computer while you're working. Something that I read from the book, Why French Women Don't Get Fat, really stuck with me. That's an excellent book, by the way. I love the author. She is a highly entertaining, amazing writer. And her book, I highly recommend that book for anyone who is interested in such things. Um, But she says that French people practice this, that they are a lot more present when they eat their food. 
Uh, They don't just shove food down their throat without even thinking about it. And they don't eat in large quantity quantities, and they don't eat things that they don't really need. Or at least traditionally, this is the case. I know that fast food and stuff is slowly spreading out to the entire world. So things are changing in that direction. But traditionally speaking, French people tend to be more aware and present with their food. She said that that's why a lot of French women are able to enjoy wine or bread or chocolate almost every day and or at least, you know, a couple of times a week. And it's not that big of a deal because they are very mindful. She said that her mom used to, she used to eat chocolate every single day. And I started practicing um, something that she was talking about in her book. Used to, when I would buy a bar of chocolate, I would eat the whole thing, the whole thing. And I would want more. But after practicing mindfulness and presence, when I was eating chocolate, I would only eat one square and I would be able to allow myself to enjoy chocolate every single day because I was aware of how it tasted, how it felt, all the different flavor notes to it. I would be so aware with that chocolate, that one small square would be immensely satisfying more satisfying than just mindlessly eating the whole bar and wanting more. After I was done with that whole square, I did not even want another one because I was so satisfied. So I would go into my room by myself. I would take that slice of chocolate. I would close my eyes. I would notice how it smelled. I would taste that, take that first bite. I would notice how it felt when I bit it off. I would notice how it felt in my mouth as I was chewing it up. I would notice how it felt when I was swallowing it. I would notice all of the little nuances and the flavors. I started um, getting specialty chocolate, high quality specialty chocolate, because I enjoyed it so much. And that is um, a really good way if you have any kind of food that you label as a problem food, whether it be chocolate or pizza or ice cream, allow yourself to have it. You shouldn't cut it out entirely because that would just make you want it more. And then you would probably eat the whole pint of ice cream or the whole pizza and you would feel awful, awful physically, awful mentally, emotionally. You wouldn't feel very good. You would feel tired and heavy and weighed down because of your decisions. But if you allow yourself to have, you know, one slice of pizza, one scoop of ice cream, one square of chocolate, and you go into a room by yourself and you truly enjoy every single moment that you have with that food, then you're probably not going to want more as you begin to practice this mindful eating. So that is one of the most powerful tools that you can have when it comes to having and maintaining your healthy lifestyle is mindfulness. 
I know that mindfulness has become kind of a, a buzzword over the last decade or so, but going past all of that, getting to the core of what it actually is, it's a very powerful tool that anyone can use for their highest good. It can help you with anything in life, whether it be food or relationships or business. The possibilities are limitless, right? So I think that does it for this episode. I will see you in episode four. Thank you so much for listening. 